Welcome to season two of Neighboring. Neighboring is a podcast where NeighborLink, we take the time to try to ask our friends and our community members and our neighbors, what does it mean to be a good neighbor? Uh, in season two, we're attempting to even ask uh, another question. What makes a healthy neighborhood healthy? This, uh, this season, we're trying to, trying to do something a little bit different, uh, trying to add some different guests, add a little length, get a little more conversational than we have been in the past. And today we are joined with Kitty Joe, one of our favorite uh, restaurateurs, uh, community figures, and uh, all of a, all around nice friend. Thanks. So we're exa- excited. That's a pretty to be nice. Here. Yeah, that's yeah. a nice thing to say. Well, good. We have an intro um, that I want to read to make sure that the people know because uh, our dear friend Lindsay Lindsay Ray wrote this intro for you, and and I want to I want you to hear it, and I want it to be read. Uh, Katie Jo is Fort Wayne famous for many reasons. Uh, she is not, not only known around town as the Bravas hot dog lady, which she's no longer at Bravas, but uh, so familiar from hanging from a food truck, slinging hot dogs and yelling at you from across the parking lot <laughs> um, because she wants to connect. Uh, but also for slinging sunshine and spreading joy. Katie is someone you find at a lot of local events, scooping people up who are strangers and transforming them into close friends. She cares for the people she interacts with in a really extraordinary way. Everyone that knows her feels the genuine love and care she has for them. She has a way of turning brief interactions she has with people into long-lasting feelings of gratitude and kindness. She looks after everyone around her. Are they well, she asks. Do they have what they need? Uh, Can she do anything for them? Do they realize how unique they are? Off the clock, she makes a point to be a cheerleader, encouraging people to keep believing in themselves. She pours herself out to the people she and gives it all. So she gives it all she's got. She's transforming our community with each and every interaction she has with people. She's one of a kind. She's Katie Joe, the Sunshine Slinger. It's not a not a bad ode. How do you feel about that when you? Uh, that's a lot of words. That's a lot of like positive, awesome feedback. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of responsibility sometimes with those words, but it's exciting. And it's, um, it is mostly, I mean, it's true. It's, I'm pretty passionate about the people I'm surrounded with and, you know, the people I know and the people I don't know. So, it's, yeah, it feels really good to hear those nice things said about me. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good. We always need to, uh, to receive and yeah, hear these things. Yeah, it is nice to hear that, yeah. yeah. Well, introduce yourself for those that don't know Katie Jo um, from social media or just from around Fort Wayne. Uh, introduce yourself, tell us about yourself, how long have you lived or been a part of Fort Wayne, and uh, what what kind of, what you've been up to? Um, well, I'm Katie Joe. I moved to Fort Wayne, it's been a little over three years, and I moved to Fort Wayne because I wanted to be near people that I cared about. I was living in Kindleville at the time and had some really good friends in Fort Wayne and had gotten into a couple of local um, business communities. Uh, I get tattooed at Black Anvil Tattoo, and I, when Bravas opened their restaurant, I was um, a big fan of their burger shop, and it just felt like it was the right time in my life to make the move, and I was 
lucky enough to work for a company. I worked for a company that owned Subways and they had one in Fort Wayne. So I just said, hey, I'm ready to move. Can you move me to Fort Wayne? And they made it happen. So um, literally from the time I decided I wanted to move, it was like two months later I was here. And quickly, into, I moved to Southwood Park, which is in the 07, my favorite zip code in Fort Wayne. Um, but I'm biased, I live there. So. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I just uh, quickly became um, a regular at Brava's and developed that friendship with uh, Bo to where he offered me the position as the food truck manager. And that's when I really started to realize that there was a pretty cool community in Fort Wayne that I was going to get to be a part of. And the last three years have flown by. And I've just been recently um, decided to step away from Brava's and kind of pursue a different career that wasn't uh, as high stress and maybe a little less responsibility for myself as far as my role at work. Um, and so now I'm going to be working at Tolls Intermediate School, which is part of the Fort Wayne Community Schools. And I'm going to be working for another local restaurant a little bit more behind the scenes, which is yeah. something I'm not used to, but okay. I think it'll be okay. Sure. It'll be fun. So yeah, and I've just really, Fort Wayne has welcomed me and Brava's provided me with a platform to really get to know a lot of people. So you, you've become known or for this idea of slinging sunshine. What, what does that mean? So slinging sunshine started as a hashtag and I kind of ripped it off from my brother. Okay. Um, my brother works for Union Pacific, which is a railroad company and he's a, he, uh, his role with them is to move freight on the railroad. So he's a salesman and he, in his travels with work, would take pictures and he always used the hashtag sling and freight. And when I started with Bravas, I realized that social media is a big part of Bravas. And I realized that I was gonna have the opportunity to use my personal social media um, to encourage people to come to Bravas and come see all the fun stuff we were doing. And I wanted to have a clever hashtag to use. And um, Sling and Sunshine just naturally, I'm a big fan of alliteration. Yeah. And Sunshine is uh, something, you know, people, a lot of times people tell me, I'm, oh, you're so sunny and your personality is so bright. And so it just, it started as a hashtag. And it was just that for a long time, something that only I was using. And it was just a clever thing that I used. Um, it really started to gain traction when I had Matt Plett do a logo for sure. me. And then it was not just a hashtag, but you had this awesome graphic yeah. that was my face on a sunshine, which is, it, I mean, I, when he showed it to me, I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so cool. And I did that for, I participated in the 100 Culinary Queens yeah. through Old National this fall, and it was a fundraiser for Easter Seals. And so I know the community I'm a part of is full of people that are willing to spend money for good causes. And I was like, well, if I print a t-shirt, I can have something that people can, you, you know, people can purchase and I can donate that money to the sure. fundraiser. So sure. that's when Sling and Sunshine like yeah. really kind of got big, which wasn't that long ago. Yeah, I obviously from spending so much time in the public and gaining an awareness and building these relationships, the sunshine got connected to you. Um, it just seems like it's such a part of you. Have you always been, um, have you always had this like really positive, outgoing um, demeanor? Like have you always been the one that's kind of reaching out and including people and 
and the kind of the go-to person? Um, I think it, it's something that my mother would argue I've had since a very young age. Um, she likes to tell the story about when I was a little toddler and we were in Florida and I was making friends with the strangers on the elevators and so um, and I remember when I was a kid growing up always being the one that would you know find the new kids in school and offer them a seat at the table and welcome them into my group of friends. Um, it is it's something I think that my personality I'm just very much want people to feel welcome um, and want them to feel comfortable and safe. I think it's important that people um, have somebody in their life that lets them know that mm. you know they think they're great and they're in their corner. So I would definitely say it's something that I've always had. Was there was there ever a time that it like that that there <clears throat> was there ever a time where it like somewhat clicked for you between like this is just who I am and the outpouring versus like really recognizing you had it and had it potentially as a gift or it could be used as a gift. And when you became intentional, because on on from my perspective, and a lot of people that that we know, there's a difference when someone is just that's coming out of them as a being, and which is one one aspect. But when someone begins to understand it, begins to own that, and take all the good and bad with it, but get really intentional with it, was there ever a time for you that you can kind of connect back to? Yeah, it's when I got Snapchat. <laughs> okay. Which it sounds silly. No. Um, but I, Snapchat was a thing and I didn't have it for a long time because I'm like, well, I'm not, what do I need Snapchat for? But um, when I finally succumbed and said, okay, fine, I'll put Snapchat on my phone, I realized that I had this ability to connect with people that I wasn't seeing on a daily basis and I was able to shine to them and let them know how much I love them and how important they are to me. I've spent, I spent most of my 20s moving around a lot and you know I was in Illinois and then South Dakota and the state of Washington and to have you know this app on my phone that allowed me to interact in a fun silly way but also very intentional with hey I know I don't see you every day but you still mean a lot to me. That's kind of I would say if I had to look back at like when it started becoming intentional, it was then. And then also when I started working with Bravas and I had a, a boss that was 100% behind me being myself. Um, I've always worked in the service industry and a lot of the restaurants that I've worked for in the past have, you know, there's rules and you have to look a certain way and you have to talk a certain way and there's um, this box that they put you in. Yeah. And Bravas really was like, you make your own box because it was a smaller company and they were, they're still growing and they didn't really have that like front of house presence, that like hospitality aspect. Sure. And so um, that's when I realized kind of that, wow, I can really be intentional with this and, you know, make a difference in people's lives slinging hot dogs. Sure. I imagine three years on a food truck um, in all kinds of different environments and even in the same spot, you know, week after week, you, you begin to connect with people. I think I would be really interested to hear from your perspective, like what, is it, what does it look like to be in that position and to connect? How does your personality, how does the sunshine, what do you, what do you see in re return from that in, in engagement? Like, can you see people like, they go straight for you or like can walk and 
you know, walk past a truck and see if Katie's in, and then like if <laughs> if she if they see you, you go somewhere. They go, they come to you. Like yeah, it's um, so when you serve people. So my first like. I worked for Starbucks for a long time and you know, I, I, my favorite was the drive through cause it's so many regular repeats. And so yeah. you're seeing these people for a very short time, but you're seeing them every day. And if you make an effort to open and be yourself with them, I think it makes people feel comfortable and it makes people feel safe and like they can be themselves with you. And so they will open up to you. And it's crazy to think about how important these families or individuals have became to me as the person that was taking their order whether it was at one of the other restaurants or bravas when you have a product that's good and when you're offering good service people latch on to that yeah. and um it really it makes a difference and they they'll welcome you and you know a lot of times food is you know a reason people when they're celebrating they'll you know oh it's my birthday we're going to, we're going to go to brava so then you get to partake in those special events yeah. Because you're you're the one that gets to serve them on their birthday or their wedding anniversary or you know maybe even their wedding. We had wedding parties that would come into Bravas and sure. eat, and that's just really cool to see that connection happen. When a lot of times people go out to eat places and there's no connection, you know, it's what do you want? Okay, here you go. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. But when you are intentional about the way you interact with people and you genuinely care about them. Um, they really open up. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. One of the things on the first series of Neighboring, and one of the things we're just trying to learn at NeighborLink, and uh, in general, part of this whole series is us trying to really engage and understand the culture around this idea of neighboring. Neighboring typically gets thrown into, or really only thought in the context of a neighborhood where we live, the people to the left and to the right and around the block and those things. But when we uh, do the type of work we kind of look at neighboring can happen anywhere and it's a state of mind or it's an intentional spirit and we obviously think that it can happen in a corporate environment and we all we all get to choose to be neighbors wherever we're at whether we're there for the first time we're there every day uh, curious from your perspective um, on that kind of idea and thought in terms of like a restaurant or a community um, and and how that plays a role, like when you see that type of behavior that you're trying to, um, and the spirit that you're putting out into the world, versus like maybe some other coworkers that don't necessarily quite have that kind of spirit. What what happens in the what happens in the minds of the people you're the people ex experiencing the restaurant, for instance? So that was the neat thing about the food truck is that when your restaurant is on wheels, you're actually going into other communities. You know, Brava's, the restaurant, the brick and mortar is, you know, in the Oakdale neighborhood. So that's the home base. Yeah. But you know, first thing I think about is like going up north to Ted's. I like to joke that, you know, I don't need to go north of downtown because we live in our little bubble. Sure. But it was really fun when you're up there even just once a week and it's, I don't know if you've ever been to Ted's on food truck night, but it's nuts. There's people everywhere wow. and it's just a really big party every Thursday during the summer. And the connection that those people make with, would make with me, you know, and then you'd see them somewhere else and they're like, oh yeah, we see you at Ted's. And I'm like, I'm very realistic and, you know, I can't remember everybody, but it is, you, you make a difference when, especially when you're bringing yourself to their own community. I feel like they, there's that like, comfort of this is my home turf 
but then here's this person and she's here every week and why is she so nice and why is she mm -hmm. like this and I think that people really they ha they see someone that's acting like that with that um, kindness and welcoming attitude and maybe they're not that way themselves but they recognize it and they might not know it at the time but it's it's a mag it's a magnet it pulls them back and I think that that's a big reason why I got into the food service industry is because I realized that it was a way to make money. I mean, when you're a tipped employee, yeah. you know, if, if you genuinely care about these human beings, they're going to take care of you and mm. they're going to tip you well. And um, I think that's probably what originally was enticing to me about being in the restaurant industry. But then as, I, as my, you know, the years went on and I became a manager, it was really exciting to get to teach my employees how to care and how to connect with customers and to watch people that were my employees do that is pretty special to see that happen. Did any of those employees like really make a strong effort to where they started to see, do you have any stories about like where like, some people were really trying and seeing some? Yeah, I had, um, when, I, when I managed the subway in Rome City, right. which I don't know if you've ever been to Rome City, but it's not a very big city. Okay. Um, but I had two younger girls that were in their early 20s that worked for me, and they both were very, like, very shy personalities, not very outgoing, um, very different, like, upbringing than I had, but it was, and they both actually worked there before I had, um, so they weren't people that I had hired, but through getting to like work side by side with me and um, just by me showing them like, hey, I'm, I'm willing to invest in you yeah. and help you, you know, kind of figure this out. And when I left, actually I w handed the store off to one of them and she had just, I mean, I'm not gonna say that she would just turned into this like amazingly outgoing sure. fun, and, but she learned from me and, you know, from, her co-workers how to be a little bit more outgoing and how to care about customers and so that was really a very proud moment to get to you know watch someone grow as an employee enough yeah. to where they were able to take my position that's great so it sounds like this idea of, of really being being engaging and intentional with engaging with folks not only helps you practically from from a restaurant world perspective of you know, earning tips and money and like survival um, and engaging and kind of growing your business. But there's this idea that the receiving end, the person that's on the on the other side begins to feel welcomed and we don't always get that experience. And uh, when we get to be known and engaged with, then, then that starts to change things. Does the slinging sunshine ever backfire? And curious in what ways, like does, surely there are people that like- Oh, I'm sure there's people that don't like don't. Katie out there, you know, like I, I know I've ruffled feathers before. <laughs> I mean, you know how I am and you've seen me when I'm on one and wound up and I'm a, I'm a pretty loud personality and I've known to, you know, like maybe drop an inappropriate saying or word here and there in a setting that's probably not appropriate and that's backfired before. Yeah. Um, more recently with the slinging sunshine is that's been like in my mind is just the awareness that it's not that I'm over here. Oh, my life is great oh, and I'm happy all the time. Um, because it's not true. Yeah. And I do have periods of self doubt and I do have 
days when I can't feel like I can't leave my house. Yeah. Um, and it's, but that's what's, I hope people realize is that Sling and Sunshine doesn't have to be profound. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, Sling and Sunshine is love. Sure. Sling and Sunshine is treating others how you want to be treated. And I'm really lucky that I have an awesome support system in my private life that my cup is filled a lot by the human beings that I interact with a lot. So that, I mean, yes, am I a positive person? Absolutely, but it's not all the time. Yeah. Sure. So that's definitely been something that as Sling and Sunshine has kind of become more of a thing, Yeah, it's important to me that people know like I'm still a real human being and sure. I still have bad days. Well, if Sling and Sunshine isn't always, uh, always turned on and you're not always in the restaurant world, in the work world, what does, what does it look like? Do you feel a change um, between like when you're, you're work Katie and public Katie versus like at home sitting on the front porch interacting? For instance, in NeighborLink, we often kind of talk about, or at least I talk about it in the NeighborLink's kind of like T-ball moments. When in our context of using technology as a way to connect with vulnerable homeowners, like if you have a heart for volunteering, a heart for serving, and you're desiring, or if you have like a, from a faith and missional perspective, you know, you're always trying to find opportunities to go and serve and connect with individuals. And NeighborLink really does that in a very turnkey way. We take the projects, we put them on our website, and you can go and you can you can like pick them and then they're just kind of teed up. But when it goes from a really transactional type of work and engagement um, to relational or intentionality or like gets very personal, doing, being nice, being kind, doing the right thing in a neighborhood context is drastically different than it is when I'm at home or you're at your, you're at your home and the neighbor to the left and to the right, they're not going anywhere. And I'm most like myself and I'm most protective of my assets when I'm at home. Curious from your experience, like, is there a change? Is there a difference? Like, what does this look like on, on Katie's home turf? Yeah, it's probably not quite as turned on. I, uh, many, many years ago, had a restaurant manager um, talk about an onstage attitude. Uh, and I will be the first to admit that when I'm at work, there is an onstage attitude that gets turned on. Um, but at home, I live with my roommate, Kimmy, and I take a lot of pride in our neighborhood and the fact that I could probably name most of my neighbors. Yeah, that's um, great. We have a really cool front porch, and we spend a lot of time on that front porch, and when you live in the same place for long enough, you just get, and also I worked at Bravas, which is in the neighborhood, so yeah. a lot of my neighbors were also customers. Um, but it, it is, it's really special. I have um, some neighbors, they're two doors down, Kenny and Lisa, and Kenny is a local musician who's a, kind of a big deal. His son also is a musician, and they're Bravas customers. And I remember one time Lisa came to Redeemer on a Wednesday night to get dinner, and this was a period when I didn't have a car. I was riding my bike and okay. we didn't, we hadn't interacted a lot, but she came up to the window and she was very concerned with how I was getting home. And I was like, well, I'm going to ride my bike, Lisa. And she's like, all right, well, he, and you know, she gave me her phone number and wanted me to know that if I ever needed anything that I should call her. And it was never too late. Her boys were up late. And that's just like one example of interactions with neighbors. And it's, it is kind of still turned on at home, even 
I would say not to the degree, but it's just kind of if I'm in a good spot and I'm, you know, mentally checked in and feeling good about things, I love being in my neighborhood and walking to Friendly Fox or to Foster Park and getting to see my neighbors. Yeah. Because we care about each other sure. and they look out for me. And that's, I think that's really special. So in that same kind of context, you know, we, we're not always on and we're not always doing the best. What's the role of community played in you in terms of like when you're feeling out of, out of sunshine because we keep hanging on that, but I think it's appropriate. Like when you're, yeah. what's, what's, what does it look like to be poured back into or the role of community in your life? Yeah, um, I would say since I moved to Fort Wayne, um, and like I said, I moved to Fort Wayne for the people. Um, Corey and Cody are some friends of mine that we've been pretty close friends for a while. And um, it, they were the ones that I was like, I want to live closer to these people because they fill my cup. And it's really interesting living with Kimmy, who is, when you talk about extrovert, introvert, she is the polar opposite for me. I would rather go out. She would rather stay in. Yeah. Um, but it's super fun to have this adult family that is made up of these close friends. Corey and Cody also, they live in the neighborhood next. So okay. um, they're people that I see every day and um, they've become my family. And so I'm lucky enough that I have these three adults that are in my daily life that look out for me and care about me and not on a surface level as in they're the people I can be turned off around yeah. and they're the people that I feel safest with. And it's honest, that's a lot of why I'm so positive, I think, is because I've got these humans that just want what's best for me and look out for me. And it's really special. And I, I also am very aware that it's not something that everybody has. Sure. So I think that, you know, if like you looked at the scale like one to 10, you know, if I'm having good days, I'm about an eight normally. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is a can be attested to that, those relationships that I have. All right, so a uh, couple of rapid fire kind of questions yep. to get, to wrap this up. If somebody uh, is interested and or is feeling down or whatever, trying to figure out how to really kind of capture their life and like, you know, wants to know like how they get their own, find their own way or their own sunshine or like this idea of being intentional, what do you say? What's your recommendation? Well, they should follow me on Instagram. All right. <laughs> we'll just follow, follow Katie. <laughs> well, no. Follow Katie. Um, do I what recently, Katie does. No. Make lemon bars. <laughs> yeah. Go on a baking spree. Uh, make all the friends. Yeah. No, I think that uh, I read something recently and I shared it on Instagram and it said something like, if you're not learning something every new on social media, you're doing it wrong. Mm. And I do think that that's important that like, you are your environment. Yeah. And so I think that if you're someone that's looking to be sunshine, reach out to those people that are sunshine to you and, you know, ask them how they do it and, or just, you know, observe, you know, and just those little intentional interactions with human beings have a, can have a huge impact. Sure. Uh, if you're showing somebody from out of town around Fort Wayne, what are some of the things that, uh, you're taking them or suggesting they do in terms of like to get a neighboring kind of experience? Um, I think that our downtown is a fantastic place for that to happen. Um, I love the coffee shops downtown. I hit up Conjure and Forteza a lot. Um, I think that the murals downtown, I would be super proud to take someone around and show them all the local art yeah. that we have. 
Um, there's great restaurants like Junk Ditch and Copper Spoon and Bravas that are fun communities in themselves that have cool people there. Sure. Um, and I'm obsessed with Foster Park and it's probably because it's close, but it's just so pretty in the summertime. Yeah. Um, yeah. Those are, and then obviously like the brass rail for live music because okay. there's lots of great musicians in town too. All right. So don't, don't fray too far from downtown, uh, <laughs> which is great. I agree. Um, However, the final question is, we try to end all these on, what does it mean to be a good neighbor, Katie? I think that being a good neighbor means you're looking out for the people that are in your neighborhood and the people that you, you know, the people you live by and you're noticing and you make an, an effort to connect with them and have that relationship with them. If you're going to live by them, you know, you might as well know what their names are and what they do and take them some chocolate chip cookies every once in a while, right. you know? Yeah. Well, great. Katie, thanks for being on yeah, this episode of Neighboring and kicking off season two for us uh, and sharing, sharing what makes what you've been learning and trying to become. And hopefully there are some things that uh, you've shared, this conversation is shared that really connects to some folks and hopefully they connect to you and, and keep on their own journey of being intentional around wherever they're at. Thanks for tuning in to, to Neighboring season two, episode one with Katie Joe. Uh, seriously, if you don't know Katie, get to know her on social media or uh, find her around town. Not very hard to find. Um, be friends, get to know her, let her welcome you into kind of her circle. And uh, Neighboring is coming back. We hope to continue this on on a weekly basis for um, most of the year, if not all year. Each week, bringing a different person, different conversation that really relates to neighboring and this idea of what does it mean to be a good neighbor. We're, we're all on that journey. So if you have ideas, topics, uh, people we should meet and have on the, on the podcast, we would love for your suggestions. So leave a comment, uh, send us an email through the website, and we'll do that. Thanks for uh, tuning in.